Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. There is a word the Lord has put in my spirit from the 46th Psalm, stanzas 10 and 11, the New International Version. It reads, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. I want to uh, share from this passage for a few moments. The thought that I want to lift before us is slowing down when life speeds up. Uh, The 46th Psalm is one of a number of Psalms that launches the second book. There are five books of Psalms, 150 in all. But this particular section of the second book of Psalms chronicles and has at its core a number of songs, a number of offerings that are ascribed to the sons of Korah. There is not unanimous opinion among biblical interpreters of who actually the authors are. Sons of Korah, it is believed, was a Levitical family that was engaged in service in the temple. They were involved in the worship of the temple, and they were perhaps even musicians. There is some reason to believe that this psalm may have been specifically designed for some women of that family uh, who perhaps may have sang or offered choral uh, selections as a part of the temple worship. There is even some speculation that perhaps this particular psalm was written by King Hezekiah, and uh, the setting for it was, in fact, uh, the siege of Jerusalem by the Assyrian army when God moved in a miraculous way, and through plague, the army of Israel never had to lift one sword, one spear. God delivered his children after the king uh, who so trusted in him stretched out before the altar and said, the children have come forth for birth and there is no strength to bring them forth. And God answered him in a mighty way. Psalm 42 launches the second book of Psalms and it launches with a acknowledgement of a heart's desire for God. It says, as the heart or the deer panteth for the water brooks, so does my heart pant and thirst for God. That's how the second book launches. And 
And the succeeding psalms reinforce that message of thirst and hunger for God in acknowledging that God is very the center of our being. I read recently, and it's not, uh, it's not anything new, but the body, when it's faced with the possibility of uh, threat or danger, the body secretes hormones that increases the blood pressure and raises the heart rate. We, in fact, speed up. When we're faced with the possibility of danger, when we are threatened, we speed up. Uh, the reality is that we live in a society and a culture where there's always something impinging upon us. We never feel quite safe, quite secure, no matter how we buttress ourselves. And that's why uh, our culture is so riddled with stress. Young people dying of heart attack and having uh, diseases that normally were associated with people who were further along in years. It's because we are in a society where it seems everything speeds up. The psalmist acknowledges this possibility, the possibility that we can find ourselves from time to time because of problems, because of pressure, and yes, even because of the pain that we are experiencing, that we can find ourselves in a situation where it seems like we are on a treadmill. We're on a treadmill, and yet we don't have control of the incline switch or the speed switch. That, that someone keeps raising it up or speeding it up without our permission. This psalm speaks to this. Psalm 46 is a edict. It is a command to cease, to desist, to stop, to get quiet, to be still. It's a spiritual speed bump. Be still. When life is speeding up, be still and know that I'm God. I love the message paraphrase of this passage uh, Eugene Peterson says step out of the traffic step out of the traffic and look at me how do we slow down when life is speeding up I asked the Texas question and three things came out one way we slow down when life is speeding up is that we remember the power of God considering his works. We remember the power of God by considering his works. If you read the psalm in its entirety, it opens with a compelling verse. God is, literally in the Hebrew, always is our refuge. God is our refuge and a very present help in time of trouble. When life speeds up, it is important to realize or to remember God's power. To consider his works. And his works are all around us. Perhaps it's my uh, rural roots that makes me very sensitive to nature. But there is something quieting. There is something calming about a golden sunset. 
or a full moon or a quiet breeze on a spring day. There's something for me tranquilizing about the tide of the ocean. And it reminds me of the truth of what the psalmist said that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. In the psalm, after acknowledging that God keeps on being our refuge and our very present help in time of trouble, the psalmist says that you don't have to fear. God is more powerful than the earth, though it might be moved. God is more powerful than the mountains that fall. God is more powerful than the sea that roars. We have to remember the power of God by considering his works. Sometimes we're just too busy to pause and just look around. You cannot earnestly believe that the things we see just happen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Even us, even even our bodies, even how God has made us. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There's nothing too hard for God. He is our refuge in the first part of the psalm. In the middle portion, he is our high tower. He's our fortress. Our ancestors uh, in the African-American tradition would say it this way. He's a rock in a weary land. And he's a shelter in a time of storm. One of the most difficult things I have to do as a pastor is those times I have to come alongside families. And, and there are still challenges, particularly sickness. And I know it's not for want of prayer. I know that the healing has not been deferred or delayed or denied because of want of prayer or even Want of power. God is able. And when he chooses not to move the mountain, he gives us strength. He gives us strength to climb it anyhow. And so sometimes we just ought to go outside our situation, slow down and look to the heavens and say, how great thou art. How great Whatever God doesn't fix, he'll fix us so we can handle it. He's our refuge, very present help in time of trouble. One of the great hymns of the church was written by Martin Luther, the great German reformer who defied the Roman Catholic Church. And he wrote the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. A mighty fortress is our God. Our bulwark, he says, never failing. So the earth may be moved. The waters may roar. The mountains may fall. But God is still God. The second thing that we need to understand about slowing down when life speeds up is that it helps us to recognize the person of God by comprehending his worth. 
recognizing the person of God by comprehending his worth. Not just remember the power of God by considering his works, but recognizing the person of God. God is a person. Our relationship with God is not ultimately propositional, nor even congregational or ecclesiastical. Our relationship to God is personal. Listen to what the psalmist said. He says, be still and know that I am God. And when he uses the word know in this particular passage, the Hebrew word has the inference, has the meaning of knowing something by experience. Knowing something or someone by interacting and engaging with that which is known. And it'll cost you something. Paul understood this. He says, I want to know him. I want to know him and this is how much I want to know him. Everything I have, everything I am, I count it as dung. I count it as refuse that I might know him that I might know him and be found in him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know him. And you know what? That was consistent in Paul's life. And when he's facing execution, he's still on that personal note. When he writes to Timothy, Timothy's all upset, all bent out of shape because he's afraid his mentor, his master is going to die. Paul says this. He says, I know whom I believed. Not what I believe. He says, I know whom I believe. And I know he's able to keep that which I've committed unto his hands against that day. I want to know him. He says, be still and know. But oh, when I think, when I think about how good God's been to me, my father, when blessings come down, when blessings come down, praise goes. And when I get still, and in the very essence of my spirit, know that he's God. No matter what's going on around me or in me, it makes you shout. Slow down when life speeds up, not just to remember the power of God by considering his works, not just to recognize the person of God by comprehending his worth. When we slow down, we can rest in the promises of God by celebrating his will. We can rest in the promises of God by celebrating his will. If you are among those who believe that Hezekiah, the great king of Israel, wrote this psalm during the siege of Jerusalem when the Assyrians were literally decimated by plagues sent from God. There's a reference in this psalm about the desolations that God has brought up on the earth. Many believe that that is a reference to the carnage as the Assyrian soldiers lay in heaps outside the holy city of Jerusalem. But what encourages me is that we can slow down when life speeds up because we can rest in 
the promises of God. Notice how the psalm ends. He says, I will be exalted in the nations. In the King James, it says, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. You see, at the end of the day, what helps us to, to slow down, to be at peace, to know God's got our backs, to know God can handle our situation, is when we come to a point of realizing that it's not our wants or wishes that get us through. It's God's will. And you know, when God says, I will, he means what he says. When God says, I will, can't nobody else say, I won't. When God wills it, it's going to happen. The psalmist says of God, he says he will be exalted. The psalmist and many of the Old Testament writers, they had a limited purview. They had a limited perspective about the Lord and particularly about his messianic reign. They could only see the exaltation. But what they could not see is that before the exaltation, there would be an humiliation for the one who was God all by himself. He would come down through 42 generations and he would die on an old rugged cross. And when he got through dying, they put him in a bar or two. But I'm so glad. This is why I can slow down when life speeds up. I'm so glad he did not stay in that tomb. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Before he exalts himself over the nations, he's already proven he's exalted over nature. Because everything that is came into existence at his word. Nations that have not bowed down, it's just a matter of time. Because the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. So before he's exalted in earth, he came to this planet. And he loved you and me so much, he died on an old rugged cross. He died so that we might live. I'm taking my foot off the metal, or the pedal. Do I have a witness? I'm getting ready to slow down even when life speeds up. Because this text tells me I can be still and know he's God. Can I put it to you this way? You see, I got pulled over by justice. I was running down the highway of life and his patrolman pulled me over. Wrote me a ticket, I tell ya. A ticket I could not pay. I was braced to 
to pay the ultimate fine and punishment, which was eternal condemnation. But I heard somebody say uh, that if you take that ticket uh, to the Grace Traffic Center, God will uh, negotiate uh, a lower response. Uh, I do have a witness. Uh, and I took my problems uh, over to Grace and Mercy uh, and the one who is uh, the Lamb of God uh, began to negotiate uh, with the Justice Department. Uh, and guess what happened? Uh, on a hill uh, called Calvary, uh, uh, they put my citation uh, on his shoulder and he died. Oh, I wish I had a witness here. Uh, he died. Uh, uh, yes, he did. Uh, but he didn't stay dead. Uh, just to let me know uh, my fine was paid. Uh, the Bible says uh, early uh, uh, Sunday morning, uh, he got up. Uh, do have a witness here. Uh, he got up. Uh, and because he got up, uh, I can slow down. Uh, uh, because he got up, uh, I can be still. Uh, I can be still uh, in the face of trouble. Uh, I can be still in the face of loneliness. Uh, I can be still in the face of sickness. Uh, and when it comes down uh, to my time to die, uh, I can still be still. Uh, because yea, though I walk, uh, yea, though I walk, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, I don't have to fear no evil because he is with me. I can be still when people are talking about me. I can be still when they lying on me. I can be still. Do I have a witness? Be still. Do I have a witness here? Somebody here need to slow down. You're getting traffic tickets all over the place. Your marriage is being ticketed. Your job is being ticketed. Your children's being ticketed. Your church work's being ticketed. Do we have a witness? You need to slow down and lift up your eyes unto the hill. Do we have a witness here? Do we have a witness here? Be still. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.